You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 105th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida, and I'm wearing a Sora hat. Uh, this is Matt, Minneapolis. I'm wearing a brown knit stocking cap because I live in the coldest major city in America. And this is Spencer Howe in Boston, uh, where I am wearing a, uh, a throwback uh, Twins baseball cap. Um, oh, did I mention there's a couple track bikes behind me right now? It's two of them. Oh. Do you guys see him? Do you, I, do you see? I don't. It's too dark. I also don't use a brake. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I have a picture of the Cyclocross World Championships behind me. Hi. That's cool. Are you in the picture? Yes, I am. I'm holding the Swift Cycle flag. Oh, that's cool. I have a Prince poster on my wall behind me. So let's give a quick shout out first off to at. I have a calendar. Wrong month. At Sarah Kovic. <laughs> hey, Sarah. At Sarah Kovic on Twitter. Um, I know you're only currently on episode 11 and you're live tweeting the highlights of the entire Slow Ride podcast, two years of back catalog. Um, and you have a long way to go. <laughs> but it, it's. Stop now. Like, just fast forward to maybe episode 80. At least. At least. At least. What do you guys think we talked about in episode 11? Uh, that was probably that, about no, this time. That's when I described how I broke Sarah's wrist on a bike ride. Oh, that's a good one. You should listen to that one. Yeah. That's, that's that's a good... You need that picture of Tim. Otherwise, you you just it gives you context for the rest of Tim. That's true. And there's... Those episodes, they had such a different format. They, they were like a different show. And there is so much to talk about, guys. We could talk about our back catalog. We can talk about Velo Games, which we will. We can talk about the Jiro, Tura, Gila, all types of great stuff. But I just want to start it off that... Tour of what? Gila. Gila? Gila Tour? I thought it was Gila. I thought it was Gila. Tim thinks... What? Gila. Gila. Yeah, that, that's how we say it in the... Uh, Pretty that's sure how bike racers Gila. say it. So, um, okay. You know, the Vela News, we'll, we'll uh-huh. get into the pros and cons of Vela News later, but they have this really <laughs> cool uh, feature that was up today about unserious questions for the Americans at the Giro. I don't know if you, if you guys saw this, but hmm. they're talking about Chad Haga, Boswell, um, uh, Joe Dombrowski, Warbass, and one of them mm-hmm. was, one of the questions of Vela News asked in this series of unserious questions, but it kind of gets you into like the mindset of what these riders are going through on their rest day. Um, uh, the author asks, uh, hey, what's the last song that was stuck in your head and when? And almost all of the answers are pretty lame, except Lawrence or Larry Warbass goes, it's raining men. Every time I see Rain Tamaray's name on his helmet. Nice. And I was like, you know uh, what? That's awesome. Warbass, you may be my favorite American that's in the, the Giro. Even though I was kind of holding out hope for Chad Haga, who had one hell of an opening stage at the Giro in the uh, yeah. the ITT that started the uh, that started the event. 
don't know if you guys took a look at that, but uh, Chad Haga took Certainly 12th, um, just 16 <laughs> seconds back, and that is one heck of a result for a guy that was um, practically uh, oh, very close to losing his life in that horrific training crash that yeah, uh, took true. the team giant yeah. Alpacin team out. And also... Um, John Degenkolb of Team Giant is coming to the Tour of California, which almost makes me care about the Tour of California that starts next week. <laughs> uh, no, that's exciting. Is it next week? I think. I don't know. They're trying to wow. They're trying to take the steam from the Giro, and the Giro hasn't even started yet. I didn't realize it was February already. Pretty sure the Giro technically started. No, I don't think the Giro started. I'm pretty sure that was a Dutch training camp just to kind of like co- get, work out the cobwebs, all the legs. And then I mean, there was, Giro starts tomorrow. Giro starts there was tomorrow. a lot of pink fineries draped around the, the podiums and things like there that. There were, but where? what country were they in? Well, that's true. And again, that's just practice. Hey, although, Spencer, yeah. you know that the fake Giro started, I will admit uh-huh. that... The idea of the Giro in two years starting in Japan is kind of getting me a little excited. I mean, cycling, as most people know, only goes to Japan once a year for the sixth monument of cycling, the Japan Cup. And now the Giro may go there. That's very exciting. That's true. I would like to see that. Uh, I think it maybe makes about as much sense as Washington, D.C., but it's somehow cooler because it'll probably be a little more anime and uh, yeah. funny soda machines and things. I, yeah. So I think you're right. I think it'll be way cooler. I think the Japanese fans are, one, more into cycling than American fans in general, like, and two, yeah. probably much more uh, willing to do something weird to show that they're well it'll be and, you fun know, for us to watch you know what'll be exciting will be like the Eureka green edge like behind the Jiro video that comes out every day because yeah. it'll just be them being like look at this weird japanese shit i found oh my god <laughs> so and this goes yeah. hand in we're from australia I this goes hand in hand though with uh today cycling news um had one of their like famous uh galleries like behind the scenes at the Giro transfer day. And it's like Kittle getting on the plane. And it's like, even yeah. Kittle doesn't ride first class. And then, you know... That's because all the riders have their ticket booked by the Giro. I, I know, but the whole, like, <laughs> yeah. the whole premise of this, of yeah, this photo yeah. gallery made me think about how awesome a photo gallery would be for the, the Japanese transfer... And then you'd really... On the train. Oh, On the super train. On, like, the invisible bullet train or whatever. uh, I mean, there's a lot of photo ops there. Now, a few years ago, they were talking about the start of the the tour actually happening in Quebec City. uh, Or Quebec City, uh, Quebec, Canada. Talking about... it was like on the 500th anniversary of that city. And that was was pretty exciting. I mean, I would have probably went up to... Went up there to go see the... uh, the tour start. I think that would be a pretty magical thing. So, so yeah. is that just the French connection there? Is that the only thing? That's what they were talking about. It's a. It's actually a me connection because uh, one eighth of my family tree is from Quebec, like in the late get out of here, get back across that. You get, so, you go. How did you spell go, Spencer? Was it G E U A X? Go back to where you came from. Yeah. Cool. That's how he spells it. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It was all for it was all for me. Get out, so eh? Can... eh? Yeah. Eh. All right. So, guys, the Giro uh, the Giro started asterisks. Tommy Dumoulin started. takes the pink jersey. 
Um, and then some guy we haven't heard of from Team Yellow Lotto takes second. Pretty much that was amazing. tied him. And it was like a fraction of a second that you totally knew that the... Uh, that yeah, the, somehow the home, the home, the home guy... Homeboy that they all expected to win for the last no, nine no, months no, won by no. a fraction no, of a second. You know what it is? It's marginal gains, baby. You just I need just, like okay. One doesn't. They're not in a marginal. Can game. we just all agree they that got, we're not going to just tire, Team Sky? Just they're the only one. Faster than everyone. Was there anything? In, no, only Team Sky is smart enough for so marginal were the, gains. They speak English. That's was true. there anything exciting that happened during the? Well, not exciting, but anything of meaning that happened during the. Time trial. Besides, Dumoulin winning, well, no, Kittle t- being Can eleven we... seconds down. But didn't there was one GC guy that lost a lot of time, wasn't there? From uh, a certain team, Sky. I don't know. Did they have a yeah team's... marginal backwards gains? Landa Landa lost a lot of time. Didn't he lose like forty eight seconds or something like that? He's it's like it's Spanish. like reverse psychology. Yeah, you need to yeah. lose time if you're Spanish, and then so. You take it back in the mountains, and people even feel even worse. It's like yeah. giving them a head start. You know, it's yeah. kind of fair. It's fair play. He's he's okay. Don't worry. Right. Now, uh, here's my question, Tim. You called it an individual time trial. Yes. Yeah. Was it a prologue technically? Was it a prologue or was it a time trial? What, what's the cutoff? Well, is it, and what's the difference? So someone asked me this question the other day. Isn't it nine k? Okay, I thought it was eight, but maybe it's nine k. I'm sure okay. one of our listeners can tell us. We have some very smart now, listeners. Well. How long I'm was thinking, how long was the one on? Friday? I'm thinking it has nothing to do with distance. I think it has to do whether or not they want to call it stage one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, do did people pay stage for one? stage one? Like starting towns? Because you throw a prologue in at the beginning, and it's not really a stage. You don't call it stage one, right? Nine point eight. So it was nine point eight. So I think that is it. I think that is a time trial. Hmm. 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 That's weird. Mm. Mm. But is nine point eight short enough that Studio Grady would do it on a fixed gear? Oh man, uh, it's possible. I want someone to do that. Hey, um, all right, let's get past this time trial prologue BS and let's get yeah. to stage two. Marcel Kittle, who it should be noted, doesn't have an aero helmet and is still putting in two to what three bike lengths over everybody in the Giro finish. Easy. Uh, there's no aero helmet on him, yet I show up to the local group ride, and there's dudes rocking full aero <laughs> helmets and the visor down, and we're just going like 50 miles down like the the normal sprint. So marginal gains, baby. When I, when I rode, uh, I rode over to Worth like a week ago with some folks to you know ride around. Guy came by, and I thought he had one of those clip-on aero shells for a minute. And then when he got close enough, I noticed that he just put uh, electrical tape all over his helmet to make it look like an aero shell. Nice. That's okay, though. I like that. That's it's cool. That's some ingenuity. So, yeah, that's yeah. resourceful. So Kittle takes stage two over Frenchman Demare, who, by the way, guys, I bookmarked this. The Italian Federation is still investigating Demare's <laughs> Milan San Remo victory. Yeah, they, are they won't let it go. Off. So <laughs> Italians are uh, mad. That the French won. Their there's race. a really good article on Cycling News that I got to through Doug reports. I didn't have to wait for all the um, the spam to show up. And Demare, uh, they talk about how the team buses between mm-hmm. Tinkoff and FDJ were next to each other at the uh, Giro, and they weren't, like, talking to each other. Like, there's still, like, some major controversy there between Tosado, who was the one that uh, gave the initial right. evidence. 
and uh, yeah. and uh, the Frenchman who got second on stage two of the uh, Giro. So um, it is nice to see uh, the Frenchman doing pretty well. But I mean, Kittle just showed him a clean set of wheels, uh, and then that Sasha Modelo uh, takes home third. But another good day. Kittle uh, took some bi- time bonuses, and before you knew it, uh, stage three he takes over the pink with another dominating win. Um, can he, how long will he be in the Giro? Do you guys think, do you think he'll be all the way to Milan? I, I figure he'll probably drop out within about halfway through the race. Uh, they have, tomorrow has what you call a hill. <laughs> and so I know you're not familiar with those down in Orlando, Tim, but, um, Spencer and me know what hills are. Yeah. You, he's going to drop out tomorrow. He's I just going to quit. No. He's going to hand, he's going to hand the pink jersey to my sprinter on my Velo Games team. And just say, please yeah. take this. So you think you think he'll drop out that fast, Logan? No, I, I don't actually. I think he'll last longer. Than you think he'll finish? No, I okay. don't. So Viviani and then Nizzolo, uh take second and third. And again, you know, looking at those time splits, there's almost an argument that there could be a second gap between first and second place. I think that they would. Yeah. Now I've never seen that really happen in such a bunch sprint, but. Kittle is obviously the class of the sprinters in this tournament, um, yeah. or race, sorry, but it is a tournament, really. And what's really impressive to me is the lack of a true lead-out train. Um, it seems that he's just doing it with pure power. He's got a couple guys that shepherd him to the front, but it's not like the uh, the the Mario Cipollini Lion King train of Seiko days where they're just yeah. ramping it up and no one can take him. Yeah, there was some article on, well, one of the... Site. Cycling News or Melanie's or something had a site article about how he had an inexperienced lead-out train. Did you guys read that? I didn't read it. I just thought that's boring. No, I didn't read it. No? Yeah. All right, so we all thought that was boring. But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. He's doing it on his own. Now It's because of the hair, man. So that was one of the questions that we got on uh, Twitter. We've got a lot of questions that I'll be really? interspersing through. So at Keegan or Keegan Brooks at Keegan Sydney says, "Hey, Slow Ride Podcast, is Marcel Kittle's hair the great, or is it the greatest?" <laughs> no, uh, we all know Lauren Fignon's hair is the greatest. Now, and what about maybe Kittle can? What about uh, Bruch- no, no. Bruchard's? Oh, that's true. That that was all business, all EPO business in the front, and all uh, party drugs in the back. That's probably true. Now, there- Did you see, you probably didn't, but uh, Bob Youngles from uh, Kittle's teammate um, tweeted a picture of himself and Kittle, and man, there's a lot of hair power going on on that team. Mm-hmm. It, th- those are some handsome men with fancy hair, and uh, I think Kittle might have his work cut out for him on that team. So what was, do you think that it has to do with the... Um... Their old sponsor at the old team, the the caffeine shampoo. Yeah, a little hair doping. Yeah, a little hair. Like, ooh, Jungle's hair is pretty amazing. Spencer, I'm looking Isn't at it? Right. Yeah. This is, <laughs> you know, Kittle is like the known quantity, but Jungle's, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. And he's also the, the he's national like, champ. He's like, like, that's a little understatement. Yeah. If you walked in the party and you saw Kittle and you were like, oof, that's the prom king. I could never hang out with the prom king, but maybe that guy, you know, who's his friend? Kittle should, you know? the only reason Kittle's got his arm around jungles here in this picture at, uh, in Holland is because it's, it's the old adage, you know, keep your, your enemies closer than your friends or whatever. Yeah, Cause like yeah. he knows That's that jungles is about to it. stab him in the back with that hair. I mean, 
I'm sorry, Kittle. Uh, so to answer your question, um, no. In fact, the best hair in the tour is, or in the professional cycle Uh-oh. is Bobby Jungles right now. Sorry, Keegan, you're wrong. <laughs> oh shit! Just, just yeah. Spencer, great reference. Just laying it out there. So yeah. a couple of things that that did stick out to me. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. stage three, I don't know if you guys watched it, um, little guy, the, the, nope. the training camp, but Spencer, did you get a chance to see it? I only saw the last K. Okay. That's all I needed to see. There was like <laughs> a, there was a breakaway when they were doing the final laps, the final circuits, and there was a breakaway of four and a guy totally attacked with 12 to go from dimension data. And, mm. um, the, the Eurosport commentators were like, yeah, he's definitely going to be getting a talking to at the, uh, afterwards at the team bus because he attacked way too early. And it totally ruined any hope that the breakaway had. And you could just see that – and then he was caught swiftly later, but it was a little little early. And the other thing I noticed was Rick Zobel uh, getting a top yeah. 10 for BMC. And BMC has nice. a lot of, like, unknowns there. But it is pretty cool to see the uh, the younger Zobel uh, starting to place in these uh, sprints a little bit, maybe starting to see the future in uh, cycling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as he doesn't post up too early, he should have a good career. Yeah, hopefully he learned his lesson. So, anyway, where, do you guys have anything? <laughs> I mean... I have nothing to add because... Oh, I know what I'll add. They couldn't have started a Giro in a way that would interest me less than, <laughs> a, than a time trial, two flat sprint stages uh-huh, uh-huh. in a different country than Italy. Like... There's no way they could have made me less interested. They could have maybe made the time trial longer. Uh, no, that maybe would have made it more <laughs> interesting. Like at least I would have to check about, the time. What about spots. at night? Would that make me less interested? Or more interested, like at night with lights? No, I don't care about that. Um, I'm interested about tomorrow because there's a little bit of an up, uphill toward the end of the race. And we're going to see a nice GC shakeup. And we'll get to see some non-sprinters. Maybe see some of the uh, favorites, you know, peek their head out. Maybe Nibali or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I'm excited about. Tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be a good day. That is that is for sure. And I, I am, I'm also I am very excited. I'm excited for. So I, I was home today, working, and and there wasn't there wasn't any any zero obviously. But tomorrow is the first real day of the zero to me, and it's also the so it's the first day of me. Kind of working, kind of constantly looking at my phone for updates for the next three yeah, weeks. Which pretty much. You guys... It's, it's the first bit of Grand Tour distracting yourself from getting anything done or realizing that, like, you've been staring at the race for too long and, you, and you've got something that needs to be done really soon and you've screwed up. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about that. You guys excited to multitask? So I am. Mm-hmm. And little guy reminds me <laughs> of... Because uh, I'm with you. It's, like, the best time ever to have the race on in the background and you get to do some work. And it reminds me when yeah. I was a career and I had that sweet, uh, house sitting gig on Lake of the Isles. Yeah. And, uh, I would sign in from work when this was that one year when outdoor life network carried the entire Juro coverage. Also the debut of the little Prince taking the, the victory over Simone. I, yeah. And that was, I remember watching that from my house too, hoping I wouldn't get oh, a job. Would, and then be like so taped off that I would get work and have to run out the door. I totally ran. I totally did one of the oldest tricks in the book. Like I took the job and then I had to like call him in and be like, Hey, I got a flat tire. I can't pick this up. Can you distribute it to another <laughs> driver? I got, I mean, Cunego got a, I got a flat. Not Cunego. I got a flat. I, so, I can't do it. 
All right. So the the, jur- <laughs> the oh, good stuff. You guys are fucking dorks. Holy we're not, shit! We're not that yeah. big of dorks. I mean, it's just the greatest race ever. Oh no! I on these days of these races like this, I I will plan my route to where I know there's a nice, like a really good, uh, like free Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. So I can like get a bunch of work done and know that I can pop like two blocks over, sit down, pull it up, get like a nice, good quality stream to watch like the last 10K. Like I'll work out my route based around that. So I'm excited. Um, one of the things we didn't talk about was the disappointing start to his last Giro ever from Fabian Cancellara. And RVA 2015 phone party on Twitter goes, hey, the timing of Cancellara's burnout is oddly timed with the motor doping scandal. So now that always fishing for conspiracies. No, I think the thing is, I think this is sort of like the super rookie curse is that there's a Velo Games curse on any riders I pick. So I had Cancellara on my Velo Games team. What does he do? He goes and gets the floor. What a horrible idea! It's great. I I don't think there's anything. All three of us had him. I feel bad for Cancellara. I really do. Well, I I also have Jean Christophe Bernard. Which we were also yeah. going to get to, the other Frenchman that crashed on his face, and his quote was, I am conscious, and it is good news. And that just looked like a tragic fall. And Yeah. The, the, what, it looked like a bummer, yeah. You know, he was the, his first ever Giro. This is a guy that has placed in the top five at the Tour. One of the legends of AG2R, one of the, the French hopes of the Giro, which little guy you'll get into in a second. But this... Uh, JCP crashing out was very sad. And also the whole Consolara thing, being sick to me is a uh, very disappointing because it would have been cool to see him in pink. Because he's been a leader in uh, the Vuelta and the Tour before, but I don't think he's ever had the pink jersey. He he still can't be that far off the pace, right? I mean, I know he didn't get time the last two stages. I don't know if he lost time, but he wasn't. He was like top 15 at the TT still. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah. So if if he if the in flight movie, I mean Hoffman, tomorrow tomorrow might be the stage. Really good. Yeah, you know? like if I feel like if there's a good like inspirational movie, uh, uh, like uh, Days Babe. of Fun or something, uh, Babe. Um, wait, wh- maybe Top Gun. So wait, no. A they would never show Top Gun in an airplane because of obvious problems there. Because it would give Kittle too much power. Yeah, he'd his see, hair in that he'd, video. Oh my he'd god! He'd see the Iceman and be like, "Oh man, that's me." And then maybe Kittle would go down the same route and become like a crazy yeah. religious nut that gets fat. All right. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. That's dangerous. Well, rope. I don't yeah. think the walk. that uh, Cancellar has got any chance of going into the pink jersey. But you guys can, uh, you guys can keep awesome. uh, uh, that. Fingers crossed. So, fingers crossed. Little guy, the French, the French at the. Uh, the French. The Giro. And let me get into my highlight here. Oh, high lifetime. Uh-huh. So the French at the Giro. I don't know which other French guys are there other than Pernard. He was their GC hope. And that's over. There's got to be another French guy, right? Well, I'm sure there's other Frenchmen riding the well, race. There's but Demare. There's no other... Yeah, there's Demare, but there's no other French GC hopes. You know, but, we've got we've we got two other we got two French teams and we don't we don't okay, have okay, guy, just you know. time out. Now I don't know if we need to stop well, recording here or not, but we start we stated before the agenda when we did our very in depth planning for this episode, uh-huh. you were talking about how the Giro is the new French hope for the French GC guys. 
I was not. Spencer was talking about oh, that. I guess you guys Spencer so confused. take the credit for the idea of what we would talk about because he knows what we're talking about. <laughs> that is true. We got you on a technicality there, Tim. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was actually saying that there was a uh, a Vela News article that came out recently that uh, was talking about how yeah the Giro is the new tour for the next crop of. French GC hopes that Pinot and uh, and Roland and these guys can't win the tour. So they should focus on winning the Giro because, you know, the contadors of the world aren't, you know, the frooms of the world aren't interested in the Giro. So what's wrong with winning the Giro? It's a grand tour. Go win it. And uh, I, I, I thought that was a poignant statement, but it sounded vaguely familiar. Um, it, you know, they made it out to be, you know, the Giro is the next big thing. Uh, maybe even bigger than the Tour soon. And, uh, you know, I, I started thinking back through uh, through conversations we've had, and I stumbled across um, episode 87.5, World Tour Solutions, where uh, you may remember the, uh, the episode was when the ASO was threatening to uh, pull out of the UCI altogether or whatever it was. And... Uh, we went on and on about uh, the options, and we decided, you know, if uh, if they just bumped the tour down a level and threw it in May and moved the moved the Giro to July and made that the queen of all the Grand Tours, it would be the greatest thing ever. And it sounds like people are starting to pick up what we've been putting down. <laughs> well, but yes, sir. Well, first off, what, what about Peter the, what about Roland the is going to win the Tour de France this year? Well, yeah, I was going to say. There's not a lot of French GC guys in this in this Giro to the to the point of this is the race that the French are targeting. Wow. Like there's there was one, you got Roland who's doing the tour because he's on the Vauder plan. You got Bardet. You yep. got you got Bard, Bardet who's who's on the AG2R plan, so he's yep. he's gonna do good. You got Bargel, yep. uh, Bargui, Bargui, Bargui. Um, that's your. Those are your French GC, and you you got Pinot, right? All those guys yeah. are doing the tour. Is my you video understand? not working, guys? Your video is working, and I don't know what that is supposed to be. This is my tongue. Yeah, I know that's your tongue. I'm aware. Of, I'm slightly Tommy, knowledgeable you, about human anatomy. Thomas Vogler. Oh, Thomas Vogler. <laughs> the tongue. I Tim, you know I want to believe he's a GC threat, but I have to be realistic here <laughs> when I'm listing Jim GC. Jim wore yellow for like a whole week once in the uh, tour. Uh, forever yeah. GC hope. You know what I'm saying is the 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 real big GC hopes, the next generation of GC hopes are the French. They're not here. Like FDJ's uh, got what's his name, Genez or whoever who finished top ten last year. That they should be here. They should be. Okay, yeah. I see. Because they um, have no hope in beating Froome. They just can't. No, and, that's and really I believe. Whoa! This, wait, wait, wait! He's got he's Froome got is better totally beatable. Thing. He is no. beatable. He's yes, good. he is. Nairo. He's been beat. The race isn't even, like, the Giro hasn't even started yet, but I will, no. I would go to Vegas right now and put money on Nairo, but I digress. So, guys, anything else? You also lose a lot of money. So, the Giro is amazing. We've all discussed this before. And it's true. I don't, I, th- I th- should, we, uh, should we get into do we need games? To re- Yeah, do we need to recap this quickly? Like, it was a... Uh, 
We, you guys, we don't need it. We're right. a little short on We're time. We're a little short on time. So right now, we'll just give a shout oh, out to well, some we'll of the... we recap where the top ten are or something like Okay. That. Uh, no, because that's... Let's actually, we have a little more time. Let's recap the top hundred. <laughs> so for, first off, shout out to the over 100 contestants that have entered our Velo Games Seriously. League on uh, the Slow Ride Pod Giro. And major thank you to... Um, Past Premlap sponsor Grand Fondo New York for giving away a two hundred one hundred and fifty dollar prize pack includes a sweet GFNY jersey, neck buff warmers, I believe shoe covers, lots of great things. Um, we'll be getting that this week for the Grand Fondo New York. They've shown a lot of support for the podcast and they love the idea of uh, hooking up uh, the best um, player on our Velo Games League. And three stages in, uh, Spencer, congratulations for the first time in the history of the podcast. One of our hosts is at the top of the uh, ranking, which, as much as it pains me to say congratulations, I do think it is pretty sweet because now all of a sudden we have credibility that it looks like we know what we're talking about because you're at the top, I am uh, in the top third, but ooh, little guy, you kind of bring us down a little bit. Uh, yeah. So Tomorrow, baby, tomorrow. I mean... Uh, let me just say, I was really happy it was a rest day today, so the points didn't change at all, because I really wanted to record this episode in the number one spot. Okay, I- I'm sure. Yeah. I- I- I'm not sure I can hang on Ooh. to it, but, uh, you know, like, it worked out really well. What do you think if you know the-, the creepiest one? Betancourt's skin suit. That's fucking Ah, uh, I like that yeah, one. That's He's creepy, creepy, man. He's the scene with points, too. Uh, it, makes it-, it sounds like a serial killer's one. What do you guys think of our, um, the similarities between our teams? Um, we both have, all three of us have Consolara and Nizzolo. Now, little guy, you're the only one that failed, which I'm pretty sure is, is, uh, not part of the blood oath we have all taken to put together the Slow Ride podcast, because you failed to take Carlos Bettencourt, and I take that personally. I know you do. Um, he's, I just don't think he's going to score a lot of points. He was a bargain at twice well, the price. Well, <laughs> he's a bargain, but I had some good. I had some good. I mean, we all do. We all take Nizzolo? We all took Nizzolo. We all took yeah. Consolara, and yeah, I pretty much our similarities there stop. Although you and I both have Adam Hansen. Yeah, that's a bargain, man. You know, Terrible. that's a stage win. What a what a bum of a choice that Sweet. was. You gotta have Adam Hansen. He's gonna win. <laughs> Says the guy in last place to the guy in first place. <laughs> hey, you you won. You got lucky. You I'm, won the first. I'm just Jesus. I know. I sure did. Come on, but Spencer. You took. You, did you take Visconti just to make me mad? A little bit. And you, you know, know what's sad? I hate Is Visconti. I, I do. I knew. That's probably why it sticks out when I look through the list. <laughs> I had. I had. I removed Bob Jungles from my team to put Visconti oh, in. And I'm regretting gosh. that now. Oh, I know. Yeah. After seeing Bobby players. Jungles' hair, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm. I know. So, I know. So you can always join the fun at the. Uh, even if you have a team and you haven't joined our league yet, you can still yeah, jump you, on our league. Just go to our Twitter feed at the Slow Ride yep. Podcast and um, join in. Scroll back a ways. It's like lead code zero four zero two three six zero one or something. Whatever. Just, 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 You'll just find go it. find it. Now, Man, Tim, Tim, I'm looking at your team, and this, this is, I like expected this. I, I, yeah. I think, I think <laughs> if me and Spencer had just talked for like two minutes, we could have just picked this exact same. Really? Thing. T- 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 yeah. Tell me why. I think that this, you guys don't. Okay. Why are you guys? So right. 
Bert was a shoe in. Okay. Ben Zach was a shoe in. Yeah, Mike, Mike was a shoe in. <laughs> Nizzolo was a shoe in because we all talked about it before. Yeah, That's but, totally true. Uh, I wouldn't have picked him if you guys hadn't talked about him. Yeah. <laughs> Hanson maybe a little bit of a wild card. Uh, yeah. Ro- and Ro- Ro- or whatever. <laughs> that's that's random. I don't know how you got that. That's weird. I, that was random, and he because <laughs> I had four points left, and I was like, ah, yellow, he yellow got lotto. Second in the time trial. I know. Did you know who he was? I had no clue. He had four points on the yellow on the wow. on the uh, jazz. And I was like, yeah, I thought yeah. I crushed him on the time trial, and he was right next to me in the points. Yeah. And I was like, what happened? And I was like, oh, the random stupid choice he picked. I also had Amador and, though. Yeah, and see, Amador was. That's basically a, a shoe-in because he Movie probably star. wasn't that expensive and he's on he's on Movistar and he did well last year. Do you think Yaron was a shoe-in for me? Yeah, that was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit of a wild card, but uh, I definitely would have considered So when you guys yeah. choose yeah. your teams on Velo Games, um, yeah. do you just like go with all the big name guys first and then just start budgeting around to see like who you can get like for four points or do you try to equally disperse? Because there's definitely some strategy here on like you know what? where you put the You know spreader. what I do is I skip straight over the first like in this case it was Nibali Valverde that were worth over 20 points oh, yeah. or whatever and, like... and I start filling in everything lower than those guys until I get down towards the end with one or two slots left and I see how many points I have when left. When I see how many points are left, I, I, go, one of I go Adam I... Hansen. <laughs> see, this is what happened to me is I filled everything in and I had Enough points left. I was like, ah, Marcel Kittle for my last choice. And he really has come through for me. Yeah, that's true. So I'm the opposite. I go, I pick the two guys I feel like I have to have or something, which for me was Valverde and Landa. I was like, those guys are going to score me a ton of points. I have they... to have them. <laughs> and then I knew I needed a sprinter, so I picked Nizzolo. And then from there, I worked out all my weird-ass picks. <laughs> oh, yeah. good, good stuff. So, well. All right. So we have a uh, shout out Spencer at the top, but then of course we have to mention in last place Pizza Pizza, Lucas Bouvry, who has 16 points. And um, Lucas, I don't know much about cycling, but getting just 16 points in a fantasy competition is a pretty damn good number to have and still be in last place. So, yeah, congratulations. Honey. Now <laughs> I do want to do a quick uh, review of Lucas's oh, nice. roster. Cause, yeah, I like it. Uh, who do you got there, little guy? What's what really sticks out to you on uh, Pizza well, Pizza's he's, uh, <laughs> roster? He's actually he's got a good team. I mean, in the long run, he's going to climb way up. So we should make fun of him while we have the chance. Because he's got Aran, who's going to score some serious points later on. He's got Zacharin, who's going to score some serious points. He's got Chavez, who's going to score some serious points. He's got Landa. He's going to score some serious points. And then, with all the weird-ass wild cards, he's got Formolo from Cannondale, who scored big points that's last a, year. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Navadus or whatever the heck his name is from Cannondale, who's always good for a top ten. Is he the Belarusian that's always in the uh, breakaways? Yeah, and he's the guy for Cannondale who occasionally will throw like a top five in a sprint stage. And you'll be like, I didn't know that guy was a sprinter. I feel like he's like when Cannondale like, gets desperate, they tell him to go do something. Uh, he's yeah. got Clark, which every one of the Clark brothers didn't do too much asthma medicine. He's got him. He's got Sietsu, who, like Navadarskis, is kind of that random team worker guy that should be able to ride for himself. And then he's got Bataglin, the the lone Italian on a Dutch team. The Dutch team, yeah. Who's, who's I think, will 
maybe win a stage. Oh, so I gotta say, it's pretty cool seeing all these uh, all these teams out there. Yeah, so I think this is a good team. Um, we got a couple of other uh, good questions just to interject here and there, um, and this one kind of goes hand in hand with the Giro because of the mix of some of these pro continental teams and pro tour teams. Brianna Ingram at Brianna I, one of our Canadian listeners, she says, "Hey, I've got a hypothesis." Showing up at a local group ride in full Euro Continental kit is way cooler than a full Pro Tour kit. That is true. I think. Agree. Yeah. Okay. So on the U.S. on on the U.S. side, what would be like the cool kit, like the Nova Nordisk kit? Like, I mean, what do we with Kelly benefits? I mean, what are we talking about here? See, I don't think Nova is actually cool, but it is all white, and all white is cool. So it's. It's kind no, of no, little guy. You're living in the past still. Is it not all white like, anymore? No. no. Uh, so no. I would say if nobody wants to see that, if someone showed up, I think that in a full navigator's kit, that would be pretty cool. No, that has never been a good. That's kit. a that's that a hat. vintage. It is a terrible kit. Oh, that's past. It's vintage? a vintage okay. uh, uh, continental team. Like we're thinking current continentals. Like if you're trying to impress, like you know something about cycling now. Oh, okay. If you were going to go to Europe, what team would you? Uh, you guys remember the 3M team from a couple years ago? Oh, they were always at like the, that was like the Belgian team, wasn't it? The 3M team. Yeah, but I mean, like it's a local company, so I'm counting it. I'd rock the 3M kit. <laughs> they, they look like Post-it notes. Come on. Oh. That dirt. You know what? I, I if think they, the, if uh... they did it right with the 3M kit. It would have been like the Mathe kit, but instead of having like weird blocks, it would have just been Post-it notes all over it. <laughs> oh, that could have been good. So good. I feel like the kit you're most likely to see a European uh, full Euro wanker in would be like the United Healthcare kit because they do race over there sometimes and it's kind of been the same general kit for a couple of okay. years now. But I'm thinking something, you know, a little deeper cut would be a little cooler, you know, like maybe the Estella's oh, kit. That would be all pretty red. good. That would be pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Good weekend for Estella's that we'll get to in a moment, but... Yeah, Estella's uh, kit would be pretty awesome over there. That would be a deep cut. I think you're right. That'd be a. You want a super deep cut? I'd go like Grand Performance. <laughs> okay. They're, they're not a continental team either. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah. You're no. all over the map. Then, then, they might destroy like, you and the local crits, but. They're like my, either, it's super pro. They're like my heroes, man. Oh, shit. Hey, um, Ruby Roubaix hits us up and he says, hey, with your language skills, can you guys read excerpts of the killer's new autobiography for your uh, Jiro podcast? <sighs> oh, my God. I wish <laughs> I should do this because Tim, Tim has a guy on retainer that he hired on Elance.com, tr- like translating it word by word, um, sending him a page every day. So we will have a review for this up for you soon. But uh, not yet. That is going to be an amazing. Amazing book. That book needs to be translated. Because, guys, I know you know this. And some of our listeners know this that follow along on the Slow Ride pod. But it was a glorious Saturday ride for me when I showed up as the leader of the Giro d'Italia in my full Danilo DeLuca liquid gas kit. What a glorious moment when I showed up to that group ride and all five people that were there just looked at me and went, Seriously? And I was like, yeah. That is a real pink To the kit. front, wow. And it is starting to get a little ragged because it's about six Wait. years, seven <laughs> years old. So there's like some seams that are starting to go. Um, but, oh, mm-hmm. never retire that kit. 
That thing is glorious. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy. The shorts to match. And it, it was such a good weekend of riding here that I told you guys about the most important KOM segment on Strava here in Orlando, the cobbled, the famed mm-hmm. temple mm-hmm. cobbles that everyone rides over on every group ride. Um, 29 okay. seconds of glory. Oh, it's 27 seconds because my boy, oh, it's 27 my boy now. Joey, who is uh, the mechanic of choice at Winter Park Cycles, uh, I, I like uh-huh. to think I let him out, but it was 100% him because he had to pass a car at the very end, but he took it, and I got home, and he um, took a screen capture of the uh, of the the KOM listing, and he emailed it to me, and then about an hour or two later, the guy that he took it from was like, hey, congrats. If I had to lose it to anybody, it's you. <laughs> like, it is a pretty big thing, and he took it by another clear second. I don't, I don't know when, uh, I, I'm going to have to do some training to go take this thing. Yeah, well, you're going to have to do some training to take it before. So, little guy, are, have you ever done any KOM hunting when you're out there on the bike working in downtown Minneapolis? Like, you know, quickest across the Crystal Court in the IDS Tower? Like, who can deliver to the, uh, <laughs> like, oh, man. And then you create your own, like, run from Kinko's to the Barnes & Noble yeah. book stand? Quickest uh, up to the eighth floor. <laughs> no, I haven't. I should do that. That would be pretty funny. No, I haven't done that. I've never looked at there's downtown ones. I bet there are some downtown segments. Oh, there's got to be some good ones that have your name all over it. Yeah, that's true. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. All right. All right. So, uh, oh. oh. That's how you do it, Tim. Oh. About time the cream lap came. I've been waiting for so long. Hey, yeah. give a quick shout out to all of the wide angle podium supporters and listeners. And everyone that has been supporting the podcast over the last uh, um, month or two that we've started the Wide Angle Podium Network, or being members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. And more importantly, I'd like to thank our partner shows, uh, Kids Don't Follow, Crosshairs, Meyerson Line, and the Honest Bicycle Program. And guys, the, the content on this network is pretty amazing, and it's pretty exciting to be a part of it. I really enjoyed the ska broadcast from Kids Don't Follow. Um, <laughs> even though they didn't play any mustard plug, it still was pretty awesome to hear the history of uh, of uh, ska for some like random genre of music that I've never been excited about. It was pretty cool to see or to hear. It's only for Saturday mornings for me. <laughs> it's a Radio K reference for you. It's a, it was a good episode. Uh, you would enjoy it, little guy, if you haven't heard yeah. it already. No, I'll probably give that a listen. I, um, I'm coming around to Scott as I get older. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So you're doing it the opposite way. Most people get into it in high school. So if you're interested... <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. I'm working in reverse. If you're interested in becoming yeah. a member of the uh, Wide Angle Podium Network and supporting the podcast that you listen to, we'd appreciate it. If not, that's cool. But Spencer, uh, that's fine anything cool yeah. about being a, a supporter? Uh, yeah, there's tons of awesome things you could do. I mean, our podcast is free. All the other podcasts on the network are free. Um, you help keep them free by supporting us. Um, you know, we, we obviously we do this because we love it. Um, but we're not, uh, we're not getting rich and, uh, we're not trying to either. We're just trying to pay the bills and, uh, well, a little guy's trying to get rich, but all, all the rest of us aren't trying to get rich. That's so but, you know, there's great content, like Tim said, weekly. Every every week there's new content from all the shows, which is awesome. So, yeah, check out the Wide Angle Podium Network family of shows. I'd like to thank everybody that's supported us and uh, 
we'll continue to put it back. Also, thanks, shout out to last week's uh, um, Premium Lap sponsor, where I will be the Grand Fondo New York this uh, coming weekend. So keep an eye out for me off the front, taking the glory. In, on the scooter? On the <laughs> Maybe. On the scooter. This is Eric Saunders. You're listening to the Slow Life Podcast. How much did the uh, motor that you put in that moots cost, Tim? Uh, not too much, but hey, we did get a question. Uh, G8, uh, Greg, G8K Cab says, hey, did the motors in the bikes at Red Hook propel the riders uncontrollably into the stalled moto? Because I didn't see them braking. Oh, I added that last um, sentence, but, you know, <laughs> do you think it was the motors at Red Hook? Uh Possibly. I didn't see any investigation that it wasn't motors, and I did see the I did see you the know, wheels did. and the crank spinning when the riders weren't on the bike. Oh we my gosh! We did go on and on about Red Hook last week, and we talked all about how much doping controls they've done and how safe it is and all this, but we didn't mention any sort of uh, monitoring of motors and bikes, and I don't think they've done it. So maybe they're not the perfect race. Hey, um, we did get a probably my favorite question we've had in a few weeks from Jared Ritz. He says, hey, Slow Ride Pod, and he put a picture up of a podium, and it's on our Twitter account, and he says, should I have boycotted the podium yesterday, turned my back? What protocol went involved? And I'm assuming he's either that he's the guy in third place because second place has a helmet on, and first place brought his bike up to the podium. So if you're that third place guy, what are you supposed to do? on the podium and someone brings their bike up you you sort of casually you turn to congratulate the first place guy and then sort of accidentally kick their bike over i think that's fair uh, like you go to turn you turn and you're like hey congratulations and then you know you kind of one leg kind of kicks out and you accidentally like oh i'm sorry i didn't did i knock the, did i break the well, derailleur hanger oh man i'm really sorry oh man <laughs> Who would put their bike right there? That doesn't look like a very yeah, safe spot. that's weird because we're like standing on this thing in cycling shoes. You shouldn't put a bike there. It's dangerous. Yeah. I like this idea. So, and if you're going to bring your bike up to the podium, at least make it look like a presented bike. Like have the cranks in the right area. You no. Know. No. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Okay, okay. What did you just Sorry. say? Sorry. Don't bring your bike up to the podium. Did you? Yeah. No. If I ever do a podium bike, which I'm not going to do, but if I do, I'm going to put it the wrong way so drive drivetrain isn't sticking out. Uh, maybe like one water bottle. Put it upside cages. down like you're changing a flat. Would you at <laughs> least put the podium? Would you at least put the bike even no. on the podium? We. You know what I want to do is I want to win an alley cat and then bring my bike to the podium <laughs> and fr- and free lock it. <laughs> that that is a good idea. The only so we podium- got a tweet. Uh, Earlier this week from Michael Vanningham, uh, who, who has been on Crosshairs Radio uh, before, who was, uh, uh, raced the world championships in, in cyclocross, and uh, he, was, he was plagued. His podium was plagued. Um, you know, he wasn't on the top step, but the top step brought up their bike um, to, to the podium, and uh, it was unfortunate because, you know, now Mike can't send that photo to his sponsor, um, saying, hey, look at this great result I had because there's another brand's bike standing in front of him. 
so they can't share that in their media or internally or whatever they do. And that is the problem with podium bikes. I think we need to keep pushing. If you would have been kicking it over, it would have been perfect. Podiums are get a shot of it falling over. But oh, I like this. Look, I like this. Like accidental kicking it over. Um, Yeah, Yeah, you are a hundred percent within your rights to move that bike or to push it over or whatever. However aggressive you want to take it, I think little guys do it. Most you can push it. Like whatever you need to do. So there's different solutions that we've we've discussed. There is the Minnesotan solution, which is passive aggressively kick the bike over and be like, oh, did I do that? Then there's the New York style, which would be just the bike throw. Like, get this the hell out of here. Just discus swing and just get that thing away. And then there's, you know, just the classic uh, American thing of just not doing anything. You know, just like, oh, I guess that's cool. Like, I'll just complain about it on the internet later. Yeah. Hmm. Which one do you want to be? <laughs> so I got to say, I, I I like the Minnesota way. I think you nailed it, too, with the uh, bumping it over and saying, oh, oops, did I do that? But no apology because you no. know that. Yeah, no apology. You don't you actually say, take... oh, I'm sorry. You're just like, oh. Oh, huh. oh oops. Well, good race. So <laughs> Exactly. I think we should make a little um... – like a little handout next time we do a live show or something. I think I we need to keep pushing this. I think this is going to be the legs that gets us listeners. Well, this is what I'm saying. Is we, we make a little a little card with a little spinny wheel arrow on it. Each of our faces, we each represent one of the <laughs> options for podium. Okay. You keep that in your race kit bag. You finish the race, you spin it, and you see where it lands. It lands on... Uh, it lands on East Coast. You go full Spencer on that stuff. You just you just kick it over and throw it. It lands on um, uh, Timmy. Uh, you just you take it and then you get off and you immediately start tweeting how mad you about it. Or it lands on me <laughs> and you just sort of kick it over while you congratulate the guy. So, yeah. do you guys think the problem? Your three options. Do you think the problem may be that it's been kind of a while since we've been serious podium contenders? In a lot of things, because I mean that's a problem. Now, you think this is rooted in jealousy? I mean, the last time I, I was on the podium at... was in a six-person cross race here in Florida two years ago, and I brought a bucket because I brought a podium bucket. Hey, thanks, man. For for little guy, because you brought a podium bucket, and I was trying to yeah. make you know we were trying to bring attention to the plague of podium bikes two two right. years ago, and, and the and buckets didn't take that off. That was a great that was a great response, though. Like, if people are going to bring their bike up to the podium. Bring whatever the hell you want no, bring a up bucket. to the podium. <laughs> I guess all bets are off. You're going to ruin my podium photo. I'm going to fucking ruin your podium oh. photo. I'm bringing so I, some terrible shit up there that, like, yeah. So this is a good idea. I think that's fair. So what would be the best way to ruin someone's podium bike photo? I'm thinking bringing your bike and holding it. Like, they've got their bike in front, and you'd be like, oh, just a second. And then you walk over and grab your bike, and you bring yeah. it over, and then you hold it up super high. Yeah, hold like it just over shouldering your... it like cross style. Like, like don't even don't even acknowledge that it's there. Just go about the podium as if it's no big deal. Oh. Like you just, I can't. I don't want to put it down. I don't I'm I'm thinking you you bring like your car is full of props, right? Like, so if you yeah. win, you, you go to clown. the trunk, you, you get out your guitar, you bring it up there with you. You know, you yeah. have a sombrero. No. You, you you know, you have a clown nose. You do all those things. No, I got I it. Know. I got it. Guy brings his bike up and be like, oh, crap, I'll be back in just a second. You go to your car. You get on the pair of sweet cargo shorts that you've got, and you run right back up to the podium, oh. and you're like, what? Who's ruined the podium now? 
podium cargo shorts. They might not. But they I might not think you're like joking, though. People won't get that. There's a certain That's segment subtle. of the bike racing community that thinks that cargo shorts are okay on the podium. All right, all right, all right. And they, so gonna... they overlap heavily with those that think podium bikes okay, are okay. Okay, I got it, got it. All right, oh, you go to your bike? Oh, I'll be back, just a second. And you run back to your car and you get on your Birkenstocks. But before you put your Birkenstocks on, you put on your socks. And then you run back uh, to the podium uh, and you got your Birkenstocks. You, you probably already got that on, though. It's post-race, your uh, cash. Yeah. You know what I think? Podium car. You just park your car right <laughs> in front of the podium. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, like, pretty hey, that's a pretty nice bike, but my you know, fucking Audi's way nicer. It's been a while since I've, we've I've seen a, a lot for this Audi. Yeah. It's been a while since we've seen a uh, a truck a truck bed podium. You know, like oh, that's the way to the, go. Ah, you don't you don't go to enough mountain bike races. Like the the old yeah. uh, oh we don't have podium oh just get up in the truck bed. Get that Ford Ranger over here. The podium uh, the podium Audi. Like I think I think that's got to be the next thing. Like. If you bring your bike up, I'm parking my car behind the podium. Or maybe just in front of your bike in front of the podium. Yeah. If, like, you're in third place, you just just wedge it so that, you know, the front bit of your car is just in front of your portion of the podium. You're not being nasty. You're not taking up all the space. They can still get that first place bike in the middle. You just want to make sure that the, like, hood of the car kind of peeks into the picture. Yeah, you just do a couple of donuts and just line it up so that when you finish the last donut, it just sort of ends right there in front of the podium. And yeah. jump out, jump on the podium. Yeah. Well, because you drove to the podium because you're saving your legs for the next race. Cause, right. Because you're racing, you race, you already raced 35 plus and then you're racing Do you guys, uh, one twos later. You guys know who didn't have a podium bike this past weekend? Who was that? Ryan nope. Aitchison of Estellas Racing, who took first place at the Athens Twilight Criterium in Athens, Georgia. One of oh. the biggest crits on the, on the uh, circuit, winning for the Estellas and- team. And, notably, crash-free, because those guys all have brakes. <laughs> yep. Topic. The only way to guarantee. 100% a... crash-free race. Really? For the, what, uh, 27th, 28th year running, I think? Yeah. yeah. yeah totally that's crash-free at uh, Athens Twilight. Now, oh, that's cool. that is a yeah. pretty cool uh, victory for Astellas. Now, it was pointed out by one of our diehard listeners... Former U23 points leader at the USA Crit Series. Um, well, U25. U25, That's, yeah. He, was, he might have been 24 years old. Brandon Gavick letting us know about how disappointed he was about the zero coverage of the Athens Twilight. And he was talking about how instead we're talking about the Americans racing for 39th place at the Giro, and there's thousands of people crowding the streets of Athens, and there isn't even hardly any coverage on Velo News or Cycling News about what is arguably one of the biggest races on the U.S. calendar, right with Philly. Mm-hmm. And the lack of publicity killed American racing, not a lack of riders or passion. Where did the sponsors go? Well, they left the minute they lost the conversation that comes with a big win. And I think that he's kind of onto something here because this whole USA Crit Series, Speed Week, very limited media coverage. We've seen it in throughout the domestic series. Now, there was some coverage about Tour de Gila, Tour of the Gila, but uh, to be totally honest, the Athens Twilight victory by um, the Estella cycling team deserved a lot more uh, coverage with the American cycling media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know Twilight Athens Twilight happened, and <laughs> I follow cycling. So, <laughs> and, do you? <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, I'm not. I will admit, I'm not the biggest. 
I mean, I, I domestic did. racing, but yeah. I still usually accidentally like yeah. come across some things and end up looking at it. And and I know Athens is a big race, so if I didn't yeah. even see like a little blurb somewhere that made me interested for a minute, that's right. some pretty minimal coverage. Was there any um, right? Do you guys have in front of you who won the women's race for Athens Twilight? Because I know that no. they had a uh, breakaway off the front with one of the uh, Dallas uh, DNA uh, riders off the front, but a, um, a Canadian woman won, and I'm trying to remember her name, but my computer's frozen up. It Yeah, you know, ironically, mine froze up, too. I had the cycling news up yeah, and uh, cycling the news. spam. Oh, it must be some sort of Mac thing. Page. Yeah. Um, hmm. But it was, uh, it was a name that was about five letters long that started with a B. That much I know. <laughs> I didn't watch the race. I wish I did. It sounded awesome. I, I didn't uh, watch it because I was busy, but it was pretty cool to uh, <laughs> have gone to the Athens Twilight Crit once in my life, so I hope to make it back. The other big one, of course, guys, was the Tour of Gila that started out in uh, Nevada, and Lachlan Morton of the Jelly Belly team takes the win and it should be noted that in ninth place, America's favorite lupus patient, Chris Horner, got his first top Ooh. 10 on the season. That's pretty good. Come on. He's like 100 years you old. Know, I'm stoked for him. And I think it's actually pretty cool to see him uh, nah, still racing. I don't believe you. Okay. Good. He, uh, he, well, got, he got was one place behind Brakovich of the United Healthcare Cycling Team, if you remember him. Remember when Brakovich was like a... A tour GC contender, and in seventh place, former U.S. national what, champion uh, Matty Bush. Drop off there is all about. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So yeah, the coverage of these races though is you know definitely kind of lackluster. Like I feel like Twilight Athens Twilight used to be a big deal. Like you always knew it was coming up. You knew when it was happening, and I mean yeah. I, I definitely I, heard of it before it happened this time, but like maybe the day before, you know, like Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like uh, Gavik is onto something with his uh theory here that uh, the media has turned a blind eye and maybe that's our fault for being so excited about European racing, or maybe that's um you know, maybe they're not building their own audience like if you don't report on it how is it going to get bigger you know what i mean it's, like, it's their job and they to don't... run the press releases because obviously if cycling news can cover it then we can still get the uh, coverage to bella news marie soleil blaze of fearless femme racing did take the win for the athens twilight Please. it that took me it. a while i apologize but the cycling news website is so slow and miserable um that it you know sometimes it takes <laughs> a while to fire up the results it's true so but yeah, I mean, they need to follow a uh, a build it and they will come kind of thing as far as cycling fans are concerned because we do have the racers. Gavik is right; like the racers haven't dropped off, the quality hasn't dropped off. You know, we've got live feeds now on all these speed week crits that we never used to have, and you know, if they just cover it, people will get excited about it. That's all it takes, really. Like talk it up. Like we yeah. talk up this shitty podcast all the time, and people listen to it. <laughs> You know, it's no better than anybody else's. Yeah, we're like local crit level podcast. Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah, we're beyond local. Batting crit. above our weight, we're we're like confidence in the tour. We shouldn't be there, but hey, we're not yeah. going to say no. Maybe we're a regional race. Maybe we're like uh, midway between two major cities of a podcast. So we we draw some people from both, but like eh, they got better things to do. So we're like the Trobro Leon of uh, 
podcast. No, like I was gonna we're say cool we're like on the underground. Well, I was yeah, gonna say we're yeah. kind of like that series of races in lacrosse that you guys went to the one time. Nobody's heard of that. So exactly, we'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Slow Ride podcast, and thanks to all of our new listeners that have found us on Stitcher. We're also on iTunes. We'd like to thank everybody that has left reviews and um, star ratings. We got a new review this week that I'd love to read, and it is from Ryan1972-6, who says, Hey, five stars. I regularly have 25 to 30 hours of new podcasts per week in my listening queue, but I have a special playlist setting that moves the slow ride to the front of the line whenever a new one downloads. Enough said. And thanks, Ryan. What a great uh, review. So we're at the top of that list, so... um, you know, keep on moving down, Ira, and uh, everybody else from all of the other uh, podcasts that are out there. But you, Radio Lab, yeah. get out of here. Get out of the way, oh, Serial. He totally did it. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> hate to spoil it for you. So, um, so in addition to iTunes and Stitcher, we're also on Google Play now. That's exciting. Oh, what's Google Play? That's a button I accidentally push on my phone. Yeah, it's something for Android people. I don't know anything about it because I it's, have the iPhone. But it's built it built into my Android phone when I got it, and I accidentally push it sometimes, and then I'm like, "Why is this open?" And then I close it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, but now, now I could now I could just do our podcast. yeah, leave it open yeah. and go get our podcast rather than yeah. doing what I usually do. We'd like to just like I put on a mixtape and then transfer it to my phone later. If we were going to thank every single one of you <laughs> that have supported the podcast and listened to the podcast, we would have thousands to thank. And that makes us feel lucky every single day. We'd also like to thank, um, the good, the only BK one of rhyme series entertainment for his intro and outro songs. And we'd like to thank the wide angle podium network for it's, um, helping making this podcast available to you free of charge. And with that, We would like to remind you to wave to all your fellow cyclists. Thank you and have a great night. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Get off the road. I don't remember what you wanted me to say. Hey, Cappy. Oh. Hey, Cappy? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Easter egg.